Hey Connected fam, welcome for another week of hanging out with me. Thank you so much for taking the time to spend it with me. I hope that you've had a good week since we saw each other last on Instagram or um, since you've hung out with me through the podcast app. Today I wanted to discuss, (laughs) I was telling the Instagram peeps, I'm like, today I want to discuss what's hopefully not going to be an episode all about steak and barbecue chicken. Um, But I think I'm going to end up drawing a lot of parallels from that and I'm going to maybe draw some parallels from garlic and onion. So um, we went surfing with some friends yesterday. Uh, So shout out to Bernard. Um, Bernard doesn't listen to the podcast, but shout out anyway. But hey, while we're here, let's give a shout out to um, Bernard because he's the co-host of a podcast that is... um, hosted with someone else, (laughs) with Dr. Denzi. So Dr. Denzi, I have had him on um, for this podcast uh, quite a few times, but they have a podcast which is really, really good. So let's give a shout out to, it's called the Gluten Time Podcast, and you can find them pretty much wherever you find any other uh, podcast, but I think you can definitely find them through Podbean. Um, if you want to go through that, but they'll be on Spotify. They'll be on every other app, but yes, um, the gluten time podcast. So Dr. Bernard and Dr. Denzi, um, are on that podcast and they are really, really so creative in the way that they make like a biblical application to the information that they present, um, on their podcast. So on their podcast, you'll find they'll often start, with really just random topics of conversation. Um, there's a lot of information. I feel like it's like a history lesson for me. It's geography lesson. Like it's just, um, it's very informative. They're only 15 minute podcasts too. So that's pretty cool. But anyway, very informative. And then at the end, they just wrap things up with a biblical application or they introduce a biblical character. It's really well done. So anyway, check it out. Okay. So yesterday I went surfing with, um, Bernard and his family. And anyway, we'll finish. Let me, and let me clarify. I don't surf, but I take a board for myself and I just float. (laughs) I float out with where my daughters are and we just, I just hang out with them while they're trying to catch waves. Um, so yeah, I don't actually surf, but I just have the board with me. I did get a wave yesterday though, as I was coming in, um, cause I was going to just, um, chat with, um, Anna, Bernard's wife. So I decided, oh, let me just, you know, obviously go back to shore. And I managed to catch a pretty decent wave. I didn't do anything with that wave. I just, my board just caught the wave. <laughs> but I'm like, oh, wow, this is kind of fast. Anyway, so then I come out and, and Anna's like, oh, wow, I didn't know you surfed. I'm like, no, I don't. Like that, I just fluked catching that wave. So anyway, but. Okay, so where was I with that? Okay, so anyway, so we finished, we all finished surfing. We had, look, we surfed, I think it was pretty close to two hours. Um, and we came out and then the kids all started playing in the sand and digging holes and all that kind of stuff. And so we just hung out and chatted uh, for the rest of, of our visit together. And there was, a, there was one thing that came up in the conversation and I just can't remember how exactly it went, but basically the essence of the comment that was made it kind of went along the lines of like, life's never easy or um, nothing ever comes easy. It was along those lines. And then I remember just throwing out, which which is something, it's an opinion that I have. 
I'm like, well, the refinement always comes with fire and fire is always going to hurt. And so then I was like, yeah, like that's so true. So I kind of just kept reflecting on that. And because I already fully feel like that's my opinion anyway, um, it's, I just sort of recapped on, on things that I thought about refinement. And so that's what I want to talk about today. Like what does refinement look like? When we're going through refinement, like, hey, how, how are we often going to react and respond to refinement? And then also understanding that refinement will never be pleasant. So anyway, so we're going to start off. So the reason why I had this in a podcast episode idea in my notes app was because I don't bake things. I'm not a baker. Like most people say that I'm a good cook. And I would say I'm not a terrible cook. I'm say, I'd say I'm a decent cook. But most people think I'm a pretty good cook. But when it comes to baking, I just don't go there. Like I'm just, I, you know. Okay, so I feel like I was kind of a decent baker before we went vegan. And then when we cut out egg from our baking, I feel like my my baking just went down like five levels. And it was probably at level five. before I went vegan so I wasn't a great baker but then I went vegan and then I stopped using egg and stuff like that and then that just took it right way down um and then at my current house so we went uh, what if your daughter collides with your board when you're seven great question um in three r train fall um we thankfully where we're at there's plenty of sorry for the podcast people i just had a question on instagram um they want to know if what happens if my daughter collides with my board when we're surfing generally our beach isn't super packed so we can space each other out so that we don't have collisions um there's supposed to be like surfing etiquette um i feel like how you're supposed to keep a certain distance away from people if you're going to catch a wave like who caught it first and anyway but at this point we haven't what we do collide with is our own boards so sometimes if we don't catch the wave properly um the board will sort of hit us but that's why they have foam soft foam boards now which is great for kids all right back on topic so the house where I live on, live in now, we renovated the kitchen and we have a gas oven, which most people are like, they either hate or love gas ovens. My gas oven is one of those gas ovens that you hate because of the, de- because of the design of it. It's terrible for baking. Anyway, so nothing ever comes out even more now. So my baking didn't come out great when we went vegan. And now that we have this terrible gas oven, like good luck trying to make anything rise or be soft or stay fluffy okay but I was baking one day and I I get really distracted so I'll be like okay I'm gonna bake this cake and then I'll go out and do gardening and then I'll be like oh that's right I was cooking a cake and I'll have to like run inside and get the cake sorted out or you know I'll I'll go out and or something or I'll get distracted in a bedroom sorting things out and then I remember that I was baking a cake so I was baking a cake for some reason I don't know if it was a birthday I don't know what it was for but anyway I totally forgot that I was baking a cake and the only reason why I remembered was because the scent like the smell of the cake being basically cooked started like coming in um and 
I was like, oh, I'm baking a cake. So I ran out, went to check it, and it was fine. Like it was basically perfect. It was ready to get pulled out. And in my head, I'm like, wow, like the scent was the only reason that I realized, one, that I, well, I remembered that I was baking a cake. But secondly, the smell was a really good indicator that this is nearly ready. Um, I think prior to that, you know, when you have like people are baking and you can smell like the cookies in the oven or if you're cooking like a roast, um, there's a point where you don't smell anything and then all of a sudden like you smell the, the fragrance that comes from the cooked meat that it's, it's getting, you know, basically ready to eat. And so I was thinking about that and I'm like, there's a verse and I, <laughs> I joke about it with my brother-in-law. Um, because he's vegetarian as well. And so we joke and he's probably been more vegetarian than what I've been like for a longer time. Um, he's one of those vegetarians who still eat fish, but very rarely still. Um, but anyway, so we always joke about how in Genesis, like after the flood around Genesis eight and Leviticus, where they're outlining like the sacrificial system, it says that the scent um, or the savior, savor of the sacrifice, the evening and morning sacrifice. Um, and in Genesis, it's after the flood and Noah, um, makes an altar to the Lord. And it says that the smell pleased the Lord. And so whenever my, my brother and I were around places and we can smell like meat really heavily, um, we're like, well, you know, it's, it's a pleasing smell unto the Lord. And, and as a, we've thought about that, I'm like, man, but the temperature to get to that, like I mentioned, for the cake to start smelling, like you can smell the, the scent of the cake, like the sugariness of the cake or the cookies, to get to the point where you can smell the scent of the cooked meat, whether it's barbecue chicken or at a barbecue or a roast, excuse me, it's been burning for quite a while. Either that or the temperature is sufficiently hot. <laughs> the temperature is high enough that it is now producing a sweet smell. And as I reflected on that whole concept of like, hey, how long, how long is the refinement until you get the sweet fragrant? Or how long is the refinement and how high is the temperature before you can actually smell that the, the particular item is cooked. For Christianity, I think when we look at like the, the idea of the refiner's fire, um, when we look at those concepts of what God is trying to do in us, often we may think that the process, and look, it does, sometimes it does, it does come through really pleasant experiences, Um I just one random one that I can give you, I guess the, there's a refinement that often comes through marriage where you learn to love someone in a way that is so self-sacrificing. Um, through love, I feel that there, there, there's a really crucial point in that experience where nothing's off limit like you desire to do anything for that person because the emotion of love is so compelling to just want to do so much for that person um there's a, as a parent you know there's 
there's this instant need to do all that you can for the best of your child, whatever that looks like. I have a random hair that keeps tickling my nose. Um, so there comes some refinement definitely comes through very pleasing, enjoyable um, forms or, or a source that is is as a result of positive experiences, positive emotions, positive interactions. But I will I will dare to say, I'm gonna make a big claim right now. I would dare to say that the majority of refinement comes through fire um, and the intensity of fire is uncomfortable. It's painful. Um, and I will dare to say that with refinement, not, not every person makes it through the process and can glorify God at the end of it. Um, refinement in its very essence is going to put us in a position that we can see ourselves in a way that no one else can see us. Um, And it's going to highlight and draw out the things that God most desires for us to surrender to him. Um, It's it definitely is, and I'm very convicted that it's definitely not a process that everyone can get through. If you're not going into that refinement or going through the process of that refinement in the right state of mind, um, there are there are chapters in my life where I have gone through really intense refinement. I feel like if I was a stake, I was that that sweet fragrance was coming out like really quickly like the the temperature of of the fire was so intense that it wasn't so much about the length of time of refinement but rather the intensity of the refinement um was so so heavy but i can tell you as heavy as it was and as troubling and as challenging as it was I can honestly tell you that from the very beginning, like I knew that this was a God thing. Not that the pers- not that the, the events that were occurring were from God, but rather that I knew that God would get me through it and God could help me and God could strengthen me and God could sustain me. And because I, from the very beginning, could see this as, okay, this is one of the most challenging chapters of my life because I know that this is such a struggle. I'm like, you know what? I I can definitely depend on God to get me through this. Now, that's those particular chapters. The other most refining chapter of my life, which I went through with everyone on the podcast, um, that was a little bit different because the refinement process was to get me in a state of mind and to have my faith built on the fact that I just needed to trust God. Um, What was brought up and what was highlighted during that process of refinement was the fact that, you know what, realistically, my faith wasn't founded on trusting God. I didn't trust God. Um, 
And so the circumstances around this particular stage of refinement in my faith, it came through my own bad decisions, but for some reason, I wanted to blame it on God. For some reason, I wanted to take no responsibility for it. And God's like, okay, Catalina, that's fine. You don't want to take responsibility, but I need you to trust that whatever the outcome has has resulted in now, and you're not happy with it, I need you to trust that that is still the best for you. Blame me all you want. Take no responsibility. Um, don't be held accountable for anything, Catalina. That's that's okay if that's what you want. But if that's if that's how you're going to look at this whole situation, you must trust me. You must trust me that this is this is the best outcome. Um, and so that was a different like that was that was such a different refinement because honestly, I hadn't seen that side of me ever. Like I hadn't. I ha- you would I would never be someone where I would feel like you know what no like uh, God whatever God gives like I I trust that process and you know let go and let God like I was very much like that and this process really showed me that no it's let go and let God only when it suits you um, trust the process only when the process isn't cutting too deep. There was, there was a lot of stuff that that particular refinement had me to see that honestly I had never seen. Like I, I honestly and sincerely completely thought that that was not me until that came through. And so with the refinement, like, like even with um, garlic and onion, <laughs> um, even that, that whole idea of, I remember, what is with, okay, clearly I made a mess of my hair this morning because I have hair just tickling all my face. Um, Even with, sometimes people come over and I'm still cooking or maybe I didn't know they were coming or they've come for lunch and I'm just cooking, they've come earlier and so I'm cooking while they're here. So I'll start cooking stuff and they're like, wow, that smells so good. I'm like, it's just onion. Like I'm just frying up some onion (laughs) but it just smells so strong um garlic same thing wow that's so good what are you making I'm like I'm just I'm at garlic stage I'm just frying up some garlic um but there are certain things that heat in combination with that will release fragrances no one ever smells like a raw piece of steak and like wow this this smells so good this is going to be such a good steak or um a piece of chicken no one's like yep this this bit of chicken breast like it is delicious no when everything's raw it's like it's not that exciting um but the moment you combine that with heat and time you get that pleasing smell, that pleasing fragrance that God talks about. And for refinement, I feel like there's there's a long wait before you're the raw piece of chicken or the raw onion and you become that sweet, pleasing fragrance. And I don't know, like for me, as I like reflect on the refinement and the challenges that I have faced, you know, in more recent times, I guess. 
I don't know if I'm a sweet fragrance yet. Like there are certain things where I'm like, God, like I know there's a lot to learn from this experience, but I don't know if I'm in a position right now where I'm reflecting the lessons that you wanted me to learn. I don't know if I'm at the place right now where I honestly can say that I'm a sweet fragrance to you as a result of the fire I've just gone through or I am going through. And so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how that sweet fragrance looks like in the Christian journey. I don't know if that's something that we reflect when we're acknowledging that we're in the refiner's fire, when we acknowledge that we're going through things that are that God is trying to use to transform our character, to make us more like Jesus. Um, yeah, I really don't know like how how that all works and what that looks like. But what I do know is, hey, you hold on long enough. If you stick through, if you wait until those onions are golden brown, guess what? Like the scent will be sweet. And and we just have to hold on. Like we have to hold on. I think having the awareness of this looks like refinement, this looks like it could be something that is exposing certain deficits in my character. Maybe it's exposing like a certain way of thinking, a certain way of behaving. When we can sit and be like, you know what? Like I, I, I can see that this is something that I need to work through. I believe that that's like, that's already beginning to release like a sweet fragrance. The more that we can be aware of ourselves, I mean, I feel it's so easy to go about these particular events of refinement, these particular challenges. It's so easy to go into them and still come out of it exactly the same way that we went into them. Um, But just having the awareness of, I don't want to continue in this path. I don't want to continue reacting or feeling the emotions or having the thoughts or reacting the way that I do because I can see that that's not the healthiest, that's not the most Christ-like and that that's definitely not going to glorify God. Like there's just certain ways that we choose to behave that we know have nothing to do with Jesus. Um, We know that, we're very aware of it. But in the moment, in the situation, we seem to fall back on that. We, we seem to fall back into that cycle of this is the way that I am and this is the way. Um, and whether we do that really intentionally or unintentionally, I don't think, I don't think it's so much the fact that we, we continue that pattern, but rather it's the fact that we continue that pattern and don't care that we're continuing that pattern. I think that's probably the hardest thing that will come through a refinement is that we know we can do better. We know that God gives us another option, but we don't want it anyway. And that's where I feel like, oh, God's like, man, you missed a point. Like this was, this was a perfect like teaching experience. This was, this was, this was this challenge, this refinement, this struggle, this heartbreak, 
um, this loss, this uncertainty, like there was so much to teach you. There was so much I wanted to like open your eyes so that you could see such a different way of perceiving all these situations and circumstances. I know for us with our move, so I've gotten to the point where people are like, oh, so are you still moving? And we used to always be like, yeah, we are. Now I'm getting to a point where I'm like, I don't know. I'll let you know when I know. Um, It's definitely become something where I am trying to just completely leave it in God's hands and be like, you know what, God, like whatever, like if we move, we move. If we don't, we don't. Like I'm just in a position now where I'm like, I I feel so we – we're, we're supposed to be moving on the 26th of January. So now I've just started telling people, I'll let you know on the 25th of January what we're doing. Um, this has been refining for our character because we don't know. Like every other time when we've had like a situation like this, we've had a house to move to. Um, we've, we've known where we're going. Um, doors opened really quickly. Like I remember when we moved from our inner city house to our small country four acre property just out of Brisbane when we moved there our house sold in seven days and it sold for more money so we had previously listed it with a different agent and that particular agent was like look we can try and get 430 for the house and we we're like, okay, you know, it wasn't kind of what we were hoping. We we're hoping there would be a bit more anyway. So we listed it with him because we didn't we didn't realize we'd listed exclusive. We listed exclusive with him and it was, I think, 90 days. And by the end of the 90 days, no one was interested. Um, we didn't sell the house. So we took it off the market. I can't remember how long we took it off for the market, but I will say it probably wasn't more than a month. Like it wasn't really long between agents. So I'm going to give myself, I'm going to give myself a month, but I don't think it was that. I honestly believe it was like a week, maybe two weeks, but anyway, let's, let's, let's say a month. We listed it with a new agent and the new agent's like, oh, I can get you 520 for this. We're like, what? Ooh, our ideal was like 460, like 460 would have been sweet. He comes out, sells our house in seven days for, and we got an offer above that. So we, we actually sold our first home for 529000 And this was back, probably be like 15 years ago. <laughs> um, it was great. Then the next house that we found, we bought it, loved it, thought it was the greatest thing in the world. Um, got that, listed it really, and um, we got it for a really good price. Next thing, we sold our house privately when we moved up here to Jinjin. Jinjin was really smooth. Like everything was just so smooth. And then here we are. We're like trying to do this move now. We don't have a house. We don't know where we're going. We don't know if we're going Queensland border. We don't know if we're going New South Wales border. Like everything is just so messy with this particular move um, and with this particular stage in our life that it's so frustrating one because my personality doesn't function like this I don't mind if I have to move like I have no issues with moving like that's not my issue I just as long as I know where I'm moving like that makes such a big difference um plus trying to get rental properties right now is really crazy so we're in a we're in a place now where we're we're fitting out our caravan 
so that we can be comfortable in a caravan for six months. Like that's just, that wasn't even in the books. Like that was not even an option. Like, oh, so anyway, so that's what we're planning for now, being in a caravan for six months. And I'm okay with that. Like I'm okay with that because at least I know what we're doing. Okay, six months in a caravan, doable. I don't even care if it turns into 12 months in a caravan. Like that's my issues. I have no issues living in a caravan. But at least now, like we're going forth with a decision. But that might not even work. Like that might, you know, we're like going to fit it out now. And it's like, well, you know, God might give us a property straight away. Maybe we'll apply for a few houses and we'll get approved. And oh, I just don't know. Anyway. So I'm like through this process, I'm like, all right, God, like I feel like you've had the heat on, you had the heat on probably low since May when God showed us that we were going to move. Um, the heat's been really low. We're slow cooking this thing. But now, you know, we're going on to just over a month before we move. We have to pack up our whole house, 12 years of living in this house. Um, we have to pack it all up. And I feel like, wow, the temperature is up real high. Um, I feel like the fragrance is coming. I can smell it through the house now um, where we're really trying to work out, okay, God, what are you trying to teach us through this? More than, okay, don't stress, Catalina, just, you know, trust in God and um, don't worry about this. Like, Catalina, like, come back to this. Like, more than that, I'm like, God, what, what are you trying to teach me? And I think for my personality, God's trying to teach me, Catalina, I'll show you the way, but I'll show you the way when, when it's right. And for me, it was right back in May. <laughs> back in May would have been lovely to have known, hey, there's a house here for you, um, all those kind of things. But we couldn't, we couldn't. We couldn't start looking for a house um, six months before to rent. And um, and now that, you know, it's, it's getting close, now we have to start looking for properties and we're not able to apply for properties. And so it's basically useless to even look for properties and to even try and apply for properties. And it's just been one of those things where, I feel like the temperature is up so high, like I'm, I'm starting to see God's will in this whole thing. I'm starting to see where he's wanting me personally, my family as well. Um, I'm starting to see that pleasing fragrance being released because it's forcing us to get to a place where we're like, okay, God, like we'll wait on you. We'll wait on you. And when you tell us what the go is on the 26th, on the 25th of January, um, then, then you will smell like that, that sweet fragrance that comes from um, what God would get through fire, through the sacrifice, going through, um, yeah, going through the fire and, and being consumed with fire. So wherever you guys are all at, um, whatever your refinement looks like, whatever it is that um, is really challenging or bothering you, or maybe anything that is really revealing to you, a lot of the things that God would like to transform, things that God is like, trust me, I have a better option. I have a better alternative to what you have always functioned at, the way that you have always um, lived your life, the way yeah, you have always related to people or how you've related to situations. Like this particular refinement that I feel I'm going through right now, it's, it's about me, my personality and how I deal with situations. It's not attached to people. It's not attached to anything like that, but it's, 
It's the idea of the uncertainty and how I relate to that when I know that God is leading. I feel like sometimes like I think of Abraham, I'm like, God was just like, go. Abraham's like, all right. I'm like, wow. I'm like, let me be like that. Like, go, all right. Um, and just trusting, like trusting that when it's it's time to go, it's time to go. And, and God will work out the rest. Like God hadn't really given Abraham like a clear outline of what going was going to look like for Abraham. Um, but Abraham was just willing. Abraham was willing to continue on the journey regardless of the uncertainty. And so I, I feel like that's, that's where God's really speaking to me with this current refinement. God's like, just keep going, like just keep going. So anyway, guys, I will leave you with that. Um, whatever you are, whether you're a steak or a chicken or garlic or onions, <laughs> while you're going through this refinement of your life, of this particular season of your life, I pray that you can hold through until the end, until you are truly a pleasing smell, a pleasing fragrance onto the Lord. Because um, I think that that's when you'll realize, wow, like you've been changed. Um, the whole process has actually transformed you. All right. So until next week, my prayer, my hope, and my desire is that you stay warm in God's love, that you stay cool for Jesus' name, and may the Holy Spirit keep you burning until you can see um, and smell and people around you. But more than anything, until the Lord can see um, and smell that there is a pleasing fragrance about you because you went through the refinement. All right. See you.